Generations to Hunt podcast, where the goal is to learn together and further the culture of hunting. Thanks for listening. All right, welcome back. What's going on, Matt? Oh, not a whole lot. Um, <clears throat> wish it wasn't 80 degrees, I can tell you that much. Yeah. Uh, it's been a slow start to season for me. Uh, how about you? Uh, it's, it's been, I haven't hunted like down here or any ag yet, but I think it's been pretty quiet in our county in general. I don't think I've seen a lot of people put anything down on opening day weekend. I've seen a couple people more mid state than anything, but, uh, I went up North with my dad and I didn't see anything worthwhile. I seen a couple yearlings with, um, with the, with the doe. And I was like, nah, they were pretty yearling, you know, like probably late spring. So I was like, I'm going to let her walk. And then other than that, I'm getting ready to go up North and just, basically public land pound it all weekend so let's see how that goes but uh i got i I have to work this weekend so hopefully uh your weekend goes better than mine yeah and then i i just got text from my brother and um he said that the farmer already took the beans yesterday i mean i don't think that's the worst thing in the world i know if the beans were off uh, a couple days ago, <clears throat> my wife probably would have got a shot at a pretty nice buck. He ended up, uh, she got set up about 4.30, and about 5.30 it actually stood up into the bean field, in the middle of the bean field, and then literally didn't move more than about 10 yards for the next two hours. Um, <clears throat> so she was never able to get a shot. But had the beans not been there, um, obviously he probably isn't bedded there. And I imagine maybe he comes out sooner. I don't know. But um, beans, I'm not too worried about getting off. But I could use for the corn to come off. Unless unless corn is on the property I'm hunting, I want it off as soon as possible. Right. And all like all my neighboring properties have corn. So that's going to be really – it's pretty dry right now. So either the price of corn hopefully goes up and people can start cutting it so they can dry it or – I don't know. I, I just really hope it's gone as fast as possible. I don't want, like, two, three years ago, we just had corn everywhere for the rut, and it was just, like, you couldn't That's even rough. Yeah, you can't even see it because they're just in the corn, and it just sucks. Everybody's locked yeah. down. and I mean, it's good to get in places for cover, but other than that, it sucks. Yeah, I mean, so far my season's been fairly slow. Deer are still on that they're not broke up yet at least not all of them i'm sure some are but this morning i seen a year and a half field six point spike still together um honestly i I had a shot at a doe and didn't take it i don't know what's wrong with me um because it would have been a chip shot but apparently i'm now starting to be selective on does so we'll see how that strategy pays off but uh bold strategy yeah no, I think um, it's going to, this weekend, you have, you're going to get a little bit of a cold front. 
I'll bet this weekend we start to see some deer get put down. And then with the beans, a lot of beans are coming off. I'd imagine shortly after that, you're going to start seeing a lot of corn come off. And once that corn starts to come off, I'm going to imagine is when you'll start to see a lot more bigger bucks being taken. I, I think the time in which the corn comes off is going to coincide when they start chasing. And uh, so it's going to, it should work out pretty good. I mean, so what, I don't, what are you basing your sets off of right now? Are you, are you going for food sources right now or are you, are you still hitting beds or? So, I mean, it just depends on the time of the day. So in the morning I'm sitting in areas where I know deer are going to come back to lay down. Um, uh, you know, the one property I have, uh, is all tall grass kind of swamp. I know for a fact deer are going to come back in there. Um, and I'm going to do later morning sits to catch deer coming back in there. So this morning I sat till I think 11, I didn't see my first deer till I think nine o'clock in the morning. And I seen my last deer at 10:30. you know, so, but at night <clears throat> I'm currently just sitting on edges of the fields, um, tonight it was just based on the wind, but I'd like to move back closer to the bedding, but coming out to the fields, um, in the evening, but in the evenings, I'm not, because of how warm it is, I'm not even getting out and set up till five, five thirty. I mean, it's, I mean, you'll see deer, I guess earlier, but in my experience, they're not really going to get up and move around. Even tonight, I seen my first deer at like 545, but the majority of the movement was between 630 and 715, 730. So are, that's where I'm at right now. Are you? Are these mostly all presets right now? Yeah, I've, I've done one mobile hunt and... It didn't. I didn't see anything but a bunch of turkeys. But uh, I mean, I do plan on next week getting together with some guys I work with and doing a little bit of public land Sweet. and seeing kind of what uh, what we can come up with there. And that will be a different strategy as far as how I'm hunting. So like, the plan there is actually to get out there at like one and do like so we'll do some e-scouting and then do quick like kind of walk in find the sign but not i guess intrude on it so just kind of stay on main paths and not really kind of wander too far off and then come back once we find what we like and then go in and set up where the wind is kind of in our favor of where we think these deer are going to come from and see if it works out but everything else is all presets right now. I mean, I can foresee myself starting to move some around already, um, especially in the place I hunted tonight because the crops are a lot different this year than they have been in the past. Um, so the deer activity and the deer movement seems to be a lot different. So You'll I get might... You will get okay. that ag aggressive and move a, a preset and all that during the season. Oh yeah, there's no. I mean, 
I don't, especially because we're the two presets I have <clears throat> are essentially obsolete now. So it doesn't really make a whole lot of sense to leave them where they're at. I mean, don't get me wrong. I'll probably take my XOP in where I'm thinking these deer are and checking it out a couple times before I actually waste the time and energy to move a whole preset over there. But, I mean, it's not... Like, I'm not in the middle of a bedding area to be that worried about changing a preset. Like, I'm, if I'm moving a preset mid-season, it's going to be more or less a transition area from bedding to food, not intruding in onto, like, a bedding area. Like, um, if I'm going to try to intrude in kind of closer to bedding and kind of push my luck, I'll take a, a mobile setup. I'll take my XOP and just go in and set up and come out. Are, are these presets, uh, are they tree stands or are they actually ladder stands or? Well, tree stands and ladder stands are the same thing. Well, but, uh, I, they I are... mean, hang on. <laughs> I know what I mean. They're, uh, they're platform stands. Um, okay. I don't mind ladder stands. Um, ladder stands are a lot harder to move when it yeah. comes to uh, things like that in the middle of season. So I guess I kind of shy away from them for that reason. Um, the other thing... Um, I kind of shy away from ladder stands because they take up a lot of space and it's hard to get in a decent amount of cover where a platform stand kind of helps out with that. Um, I do like ladder stands for comfort. Uh, and I have a lot of ladder stands. The one property I hunt is almost all ladder stands. And they're nice. I mean, don't get me wrong. It's just I wouldn't move any of the tree stands out of that property because of that reason in the middle of the season. <clears throat> Agreed. Okay. <laughs> Otherwise, it's just awkward. Dramatic pause, like man. You're... Yeah. <laughs> yeah, man. I mean, I I don't know. Like, I, I the acorns are falling pretty decent. I think I had like a really good drop like two weeks ago in my one property. So. I'm kind of just letting that marinate right now, like not being intrusive, like just let them go, like, like try to like, I don't have like any cameras like on like a pattern for say, you know, but like I have them on scrapes and stuff. Kind of seeing. Yeah, I mean, I don't know. I would, if I were you, I would would not waste my mind or my time morning hunting. No. Especially your property, but I would be in there trying to hunt when the wind is right on those acorns. Because acorns are only going to last for so long. Right. And by you know, but I mean, I don't. That's what I would do. So you against you? You seemed like you were a little bit against kind of moving stands in the middle of season. No, no, like. It's all situational because, like, in my properties, like, I couldn't move it. I mean, I could move a tree stand, but it's like, it's, it's really, it would be a really aggressive move wherever I'm going to move it. And, like, a ladder stand, man, I, I can't put them up quiet. I don't know. Maybe some elks can, but if it was like a ladder stand, (laughs) I'm clunking, I'm clunking and (laughs) clunking that thing. So I'm like, dude, this is probably not good i mean if you do it and you're like oh i'm not gonna hunt it for like three or four weeks like okay maybe maybe but i'm I'm... yeah i could tell you i'm a hundred percent with you on when it comes to a ladder stand i am not moving a ladder stand yeah uh for that reason it's loud 
it is very heavy, so it's a ton of work to move. Um, it, it's just it, it's going to stick out. But for me, <clears throat> if I move a platform stand, I will guarantee my plan is to sit in it that night. Right. Um, just yeah. because the most successful hunt you're going to have is generally the first time. Right. And I, I, I'm all for that. It's just sometimes, well, now like we're spoiled and we have like our mobile setups, like regular platforms. Yeah. It's like, you're like, dude, these things stink, you know? And, they, and then like, the, well, they're a lot heavy. They're so heavy. And, yeah. But usually, and you know, and... you're not going that deep. You're like moving at 100, 200 yards, you know? So you're just taking down, setting up. So it's not too bad. Yeah. I'm not against it. it well, in a say, you know what I mean? Like, I'm not going to go aggressive with a ladder stand. I can tell you that. And, and like no, my property, I, would... I, I if, if I'm going to do anything, I'm hanging, I'm hanging and maybe leaving there for a day. If not, I'm just pulling right out, hanging it, hunting it, and then pulling it right, right when I go, just being yeah. completely mobile in that sense. Well, I mean, so the only reason that I would move a platform, so <clears throat> we'll say hypothetically tomorrow evening, I sit in a spot deer move where I am expecting them to be. Uh, I might not shoot at one. I might. It, it, it is what it is. Next time I get a good win for that spot, I sit there and the same thing kind of happens. Well, I'm not going to lie. I don't want to keep hanging a tree stand up and down when I have a, another platform that's not going to get used because it's just sitting there. So generally after that, I'll go grab a platform. I'll hang it, and then now I'll have a preset there in an area so I don't have to keep hauling the stuff in and out. And it will allow me to, I guess, not have a tree stand that's not really being effectively used. Because right now I have two on this property that I know for a fact are not going to be effective. Yeah, I, so. I see. Yeah, for sure. Use them and all that. I'm, but, I'm, I'm trying to not be super aggressive right now with this one property because I, I I don't I don't think a lot of people hunt around it right now but it's just like you you've been out there a bunch of times so like mm-hmm. I, I just think with the ag and all that I don't want to blow it up until they start taking all that corn off and then they start pushing well, it. and but, it's different because you only have one property right I forget who the guest was it <clears throat> that we brought on and they talked about the quality of your hunt, not the quantity of your hunts. Mm -hmm. So for sure out at that property, I would try to maximize the quality of your hunts, Mm -hmm. not necessarily the quantity. Whereas I have a couple different properties. So I have options, especially on like a crappy night, like tonight, I can at least go out, maybe shoot a doe chances of shooting a big buck, probably slim, but you know, and then, get really really aggressive in the next probably three weeks or so once bucks are really starting to move and things like that but i can get away with being a little bit aggressive because if i mess it up i can just let that property sit for you know a week whereas if you mess it up you don't really have another option to go to let that cool down and that's what i think I, I i messed up last year i was just doing a lot of i was conveniently pretty close with work there i could sneak out there and i was you know two three days out there two three days 
I was, you know, I was watching the wind and all that, but I think it was just that, that intrusive, like, there's no good way to go in that place without blowing deer out day or day or night. So I think that was a big problem too, for me is just not doing the quality of hunts, just doing quantity and that did not pay off, I think. And for what the caliber deer I was hunting. So that's, right. I mean, this year I'm, I'm going to do uh, almost exclusively public so far. So I, yeah. Uh, Are your standards going to be lower on public? Well, this weekend I'm going up to Manistee. So there's not like, I'm really not going up there to chase bucks for it to me, to be honest. But like, I you're think to Manistee, you might as well take your pole and go salmon fishing while you're at it. That, oh, I fucking hate fishing, but you, you know what I'm saying? Like, <laughs> <laughs> you know what i'm just bad at it and there's too much technique in it i thought you know just throwing a reel out there with a worm on it i thought that's what you had to do and there's like well you need a jig no. and you gotta bob and fly and all the, um i'm over that but like <laughs> they're i guess they're hitting pretty good up there right now but uh yeah i was just up there the other day yeah but Man, it'd be tough for me to pull the trigger on like a hundred inch buck up there, dude. Be honest. <laughs> like, I'm not gonna lie to you. If I went up there, I, when I was just up there, <clears throat> I'm not sure. We, my buddies have a cabin up there, and they're surrounded by public land. I don't know what it's called, but we've seen a decent amount of deer. But even here, down here, if have I seen a hundred inch buck on public, I'm toasting that deer a hundred percent of the time like that's a really good michigan public land deer yeah i don't know like i said maybe in the situation if it gets my heart thumping then maybe i haven't seen the the full potential i've seen a couple nice ones on camera so far and then a couple down the down the road you know to so I don't know if I really like, it's like that. Oh, like I, you don't want to use your tags cause you don't, the unknown, but then all of a sudden it's January 1st and you got two tags in your pocket. Still you go, I can tell you right shoot. now, I had no issues using my tag on a deer that I like the properties I hunt. Yeah. I'm probably not going to go out and shoot a hundred inch deer because I know there's a bunch running around, but the Michigan mentality is I have two tags and ultimately I can, I, on only two occasions have I ever used both tags. So yeah, if I were to hunt public land and a hundred inch buck walks by me, I'm going to shoot it. Is it going to change my goals for what I'm going to hunt on private land? No. Would I shoot a second buck? That's a hundred inches on public land later in the year. I'm not gonna lie, probably not. But for me, a hundred inch buck on public land in Michigan is yeah. a, a pretty good deer. I mean, the, the expectation in, in other states is obviously different, but in Michigan, a hundred inch buck is it's a really nice buck. Yeah, and like I kind of cut my teeth on public land up north, so I I kind of know what I'm like I. I did a lot of scouting this weekend more for gun where I was at. And I was kind of just trying to mentally test me for this next weekend going up with some guys and stuff. And 
it's a, a total unknown place. Never been there. Never put boots on the ground. So it's going to be really a testament of what I know. I'll probably get my ass kicked. So, like, I'm just going up there for the, the whole learning experience of, you know, hitting it hard. And, so what's the plan? Well, I got some e-scouted. Um, a lot of transitions. I did some maps, but they kind of did, like, there's like a, I can't remember that program. They kind of tell you what kind of tree it is just from the leaves and all that. So I found these pockets. I, 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 I'm staying close to water, not swamps for say there is some swamps areas, but there's, I'm staying close to water streams, rivers, creeks, um, with, with, uh, with, uh, what are they called? I'm trying to like, not a saddle. But oxbows and stuff like that, oxbows and just basically transitions and all that. So basically going in there kind of the night before going, finding a spot, setting up, going in there and then just basically hunt and go, hunt and go. The mornings are going to be probably a little bit kind of weird and for say. Cause I'm just going in blind and just setting up in the trees. Probably not gonna be the best strategy. <clears throat> so. So what is your expectations? Um, hopefully get really proficient with my mobile setup and the saddle. So like, if I'm not seeing what I want to see, move. Um, see how well I can adapt and. How well I can use because I won't have I won't have service, so I won't be able to you know I have some offline maps saved, but like my expectation is hopefully me to adjust on the fly. Basically, I'm not even worried about the deer right now. Like, yeah, I want to I want to see deer, but I'm not worried about putting one down on the ground yet. I just so a win for you is if you get into deer. Yeah, might not be. You know, <clears throat> quality of deer, like a hundred and forty inch buck. But if you if you get up there and, and you're able to consistently see deer, that'll be a pretty big win for you. I think so. I mean, it's it almost looks like the area I hunt up north, and I I've been pretty good for the last years up there to get a doe and all that. I mean, last year was like the first year in like six years I didn't get a doe. Um. So I think I can, I think I can do it, but this is a little bit more earlier than I'm used to up there. Yeah. So that might be the thing. Cause. Are you going to be walking in, in the dark in the morning? Well, that's a, I, I don't know if I'm going to just wait till gray light and just start going and then basically hang and then, or, or basically find a spot for my previous night and go into that setup, you know, set up that night, go in there and maybe leave, leave the stand, the sticks and the platform there and then, uh, head out and then go in there in the morning. And then if not tear it down that afternoon, then when I go back out there, find a new spot. So I can tell you, I would recommend unless you find something that first night, that's like really, really good. I would recommend just going in <clears throat> when it gets light out until you find something that looks really, really good and then setting up on it for maybe a couple hours in the morning to see if something will come back to bed. 
and then go back to that spot at night and see kind of how it goes. That's how I've done it when I've gone to like Ohio or even when I went and hunted the Shiawas River State game area. The first couple times we went out in the morning, we uh, waited till it got light out, especially because it's stuff you don't know. And in the dark, you end up getting turned around. Um, And, uh, you know, you don't want to walk past sign, you know, spot that might be really good and then end up finding it on your way back, you know, in the afternoon or something like that. And then you kind of just wasted a bunch of time when you could have just went in in the early morning and set up and you're not really going to spook a whole lot, especially, I mean, I don't know how the food situation is there, but I'm going to guess that if you're hunting creep ups and stuff like that, you should be able to find you're looking more kind of towards bedding. So in the morning, you're not going to kick a ton out. So it's not a huge. Yeah. Yeah, definitely going in like, you know, the early bird gets worm kind of stuff. I don't think that's going to pay off uh, up there. No. And, uh, you know, maybe if I had more boots on the ground in that scenario, unless I'm like starting to peg them down by like Saturday. Yeah. Because I'll hunt tomorrow and Friday. Like, yeah, if I can start pegging them down, maybe in a sense. And I, I, I can set up a trail camera you know, on a couple spots, if I'm going and seeing, all right, I'm going to put a camera right here, see what's going on. I can maybe do mm-hmm. that, but I'm not, I'm not the most persistent at, you know, set my trail cams locations are not dynamite every time I set them out. So it could just be a waste of time. No, I mean, not really. You have a limited time to hunt. <clears throat> the trail camera is going to give you a bit of another set of eyes in the, woods to look at and if ultimately you don't get anything on the camera then you kind of know we can just knock that spot off mm-hmm. and move to another one yeah and you don't have cell service can you, you can't use cell cams and all that so you have to check them yourself yeah. so it's not no no i'm just saying like some people are like oh yeah just set them and then see what you see on your phone like well it doesn't work up there there ain't no service yeah 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 service up there is very yeah. up and down i, I sure. literally had to get my garmin in reach uh, out to uh, for to use it this weekend because i'll won't have no cell service and oh that'll be all right. yeah i know i got <laughs> i got a bunch of glow sticks too so if i get lost search and rescue rescue and find me yeah, I think that'll definitely work. So, are you planning to sit until dark? Yeah, yeah. Well, that's good. Yeah, that I was... don't know, man. Like, I, I've been hearing like conflicting things. Like a lot of people saying going in deep, and then you know, I miss. Want to know the pressure up? There's so much public. I I doubt we run into a lot of pressure, especially like this time of the year. Like, I can see a lot of people this first week. I mean, from opening day weekend, maybe there'll be some pressure still up there, but I think a lot of people are up there, gone home, and they're going to come back in the last week of, you know, October, November, first week of November stuff. So I don't know if there's going to be that much pressure in that location. So, but I, I was, like, debating about, like, just setting up a couple hundred yards off the road, you know what I mean? It just depends. I mean, I would set up on the first really good sign you've seen. I mean, that, that's... I would never walk past something I thought was really good to go find something else deeper, right? 
like when I went to Ohio, it was a huge learning curve as far as this is a lot of different terrain. So we set up on the first, I think it was the first scrape line we found, right? Mm-hmm. So here, it's kind of sketchy, right? Because you don't know when they're hitting those scrapes, day, evening. But because the scrape line was on the edge of a uh, oh, clear cut from a couple years ago that had grown back, I knew that deer had to have been bedding in there and that they would come out. So we set up on that, and that's how I shot my deer down in, in Ohio. But, I mean, that time I was farther back in the woods. But then another time I set up a couple hundred yards off the road for the almost the exact same scenario. We found a clear cut down in this little drainage, not a clear cut, a uh, scrape line down in this little gully. <clears throat> and on the other side was a bunch of CRP. And then in front of me was, uh, I don't know if it was necessarily a clear cut, but it was a, a little thicket. And sure enough, set up and a 145, 150-inch buck come down to 30 yards. I just couldn't get a shot at it. And that was, you know, not very far off the road. So it's just uh, I would find the best sign available, set up on it, and see what happened. Yeah, that's the thing is, you know, I – it's hard. It's so hard to locate food sources up there. You know, I mean, it's not hard to find the food sources, but there's so much of it. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's not like a set ag field. Right. It's the issue. And it's not like, Oh, this is the only Oak in 20 miles. No, there's Oak every 20 yards. So yeah. Acorns are easy to come by, but yeah, no, I, uh, Hopefully you find something. I mean, when I was up there, we seen a bunch of deer. I don't know uh, if, if that really does you any good because I don't really – I would be struggling to tell you exactly where I was at. But, yeah, I mean – And other people are going up there, and some of the people have been scouting it, and a couple of people have hunted it before. And they said the deer population is pretty healthy up there, so it's not – I was surprised at how many deer I seen when I was up there because I – being from down here, you know, the southern part of Michigan, it is a, like, I don't know if it's a stigma, but up north doesn't have deer. Like, literally anything, like, north of Houghton Lake, in my mind, has no deer. And um, I was surprised, because when I went up there, you don't have nearly as many ag fields. So it's not like you're just seeing, you know, here where deer just everywhere. And we, I've still seen a good amount of deer and a good amount of deer sign <clears throat> for, you know, when I was up there. So I was surprised at how, how many deer I was, I was seeing when I was up there. Yeah. That's a good thing. That's a good sign for sure. Other seen said they're seeing deer up there. We'll see. Hopefully I'm not. I hope some people, because there's some people coming from out of state that's going up there too. There's fucking people, from, like one guy's from Rhode Island, and then I, I, one guy from Iowa. I don't know what he's doing up there, but he's coming up here. So, but uh, he's gonna be very disappointed. What is this like a group or like how does this? Uh, it's it's just like a little group like going on <laughs> from uh, Adam from Bow Hunter Chronicles putting on a little thing. So okay. 
so it's pretty cool. So have you met any of these people, or are these just is there, are you going there just blind and just new people? Blind. I've only met Adam. Oh, I've met like I met two guys. Like I've barely talked to them, but I met two guys at TAC, but at with Adam. You know what I mean? So like yeah. So yeah, it's just like yeah, just a random group. Some fucking killers for sure dude gonna be up there that's why i said i'm going up there to learn that's what i'm just going to hang out with these guys to learn real quick like these guys do it day in day out you know yeah i mean that'd be a pretty good uh experience i mean you're definitely up there with some people that <clears throat> could kill some deer um they're stronger willed than i am because i'll tell you right now if i lived in iowa i wouldn't be coming to michigan to hunt let alone go to northern michigan to hunt but Hey man, I guess if you shoot so many big bucks, you just just get bored with them, huh? Right. <clears throat> so, well, that should uh, that should be kind of cool. Um, yeah, I don't know. I mean, everything here is going to be pretty quiet, I think, for the next for this weekend. Now the October lull is here, man. <clears throat> so I'm looking forward to the October lull. The property, one property I hunt, man. October law, it, it, it really changes yeah. that property. That whole property will go from kind of what it was today, a couple small bugs, some does, and then all of a sudden <clears throat> it's like all these two-and-a-half and, and three-and-a-half-year-old bucks start to show up right around that same October law time. So I'm uh, I'm looking forward to the old October law here in the next week or two. All right. Well, is there any – new tools or tips you you got going into right now or using utilizing uh no other than i keep forgetting bow hooks or accessory hooks i can tell you that much but Dude. i don't really have any new tools or tricks here yet um not wasting my time with calls um i'm just kind of pretty basic hunting food sources bedding right. and seeing how life goes but nothing too special yet. Yeah. Yeah. I was, I had a hell of a time finding a hook that doesn't have a screw on it because you can't screw. Yeah. Yeah. On public land. Yeah. yeah so oh, yeah. I was like, man, I like went to like three places and no one had it. I was like, man, I really didn't think about this until now. So, yeah, I can imagine it was not easy to find. Yeah. I, uh, I keep forgetting that, uh, I need an accessory hook bought an accessory hook and then proceeded to break it off in a tree. Nice. So that's how my season's going. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I don't know. Hopefully I shoot a doe tomorrow. That's the plan tomorrow. Let's go shoot a doe. Yeah. Is that your last day before you have to go back to work? Yep. Uh, I, I'll have tomorrow and then I work Friday, Saturday, Sunday, and then I'll be back at it on Monday. I did try, a vine like a hanging vine but i think i messed it up i think i hung it too high so i'm gonna adjust it back down and see if it's better because i have a ton of deer in the area i've got them all on trail camera but it just seems like it's so far above their head that they're just not really seeing it um so i think i'm gonna adjust it down but that's not like the real it's above your head because that's not that high it's like right at my head but on a camera it's like it's like Four feet above their head. I don't understand. <clears throat> you, you hunting in Florida? You got some midget deer? 
I don't know, because I have tons of deer walking by it. Um, they're just not. It's it. They they appear to like not even see it. Right. Like I literally have deer standing right under it, and they just don't even appear to even like see it. I think is the issue. So I'm gonna try to drop it down, you know, like six inches or so, and see if see if that helps. Are you putting anything um, on it? No, I might look for some of that orbital gland scent to put on it. Um, I think that's the other issue I have, but I don't have anything like that. But I don't know. I'm going to – that's the only real new thing I've tried um, is this vine. Well, I'm going to try to make it a scrape, but this little hanging vine and see how it goes. Um, but so far I've been unsuccessful, but I think it's more or less just me – more me than it is the actual tactic because I know it works. Uh, I've seen it work. Um, I just got to figure it out pretty much. Well, we wish you luck and hopefully yeah. we have some better stories to tell next week. Well, hopefully your your trip up uh, up north will be good and you'll get on some deer and uh, I mean at least learn something. That'll be pretty cool. Even if you don't shoot anything, hopefully you can get into some and uh, your tactics, you, you notice that your tactics are effective. So yeah, that'd be pretty cool. Yeah. And hopefully I don't have a deer cart. I'm probably going to regret this going up there because it is some rugged terrain up there too. So Well, this is another one of those things where you probably could have just grabbed mine yeah. along with my heater and your life would have been a million times better. Yeah, I know. Yeah, I live and learn. I got to get one of them, but... I've been kind of. I, I might buy an e-bike here in a minute, so. Uh, that, that sounds absolutely ridiculous to me. <laughs> I don't have to worry about dragging deer out. I just need to worry about getting. You're out. gonna take it. You're gonna get an e-bike. Yeah. How's the e-bike gonna drag deer out? Uh, Spend the same to... amount of money and get a quad. Uh, well, I'm not gonna buy like a that nice of one. No, no, no. Just get a deer cart and be done with it. You don't need no stinking e-bike. Oh well. I don't I don't kill deer. I don't need a deer cart, so you don't need an e bike either. Oh I know. That's true. Well, let's close her out. I hope everybody's having good luck. Yeah, well good luck to you. Let me know how it goes. Obviously you want to serve us, so I'll probably talk to you on Monday. All right, man. All right. See ya. See ya.